Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. The Around the NFL podcast is not young anymore. That's <laughs> sure. From the Chris Wessling Podcast Studio, it's Around the NFL Wednesday edition. Dan Hans is here with some heroes. Mark Sessler, Greg Rosenthal. I mean, the, the pickup boys of the news and the intensity of the news, we've gone zero to about 660 here in our league. Dan and I had a chance to go out and have a beer yesterday, and in the course of about Rumble an hour, Brad. 17 stories broke <laughs> while we were watching the crawl on the television in the corner of the room. And we're going to get to all of them. Julio Jones has new home, the official start of the Trey Lance era. Michael Thomas is on the field, the saga of Shaq Leonard. Excited about that. But first, right off the bat, and this, again, this tells you how things have changed, how things have picked up. We have no time for any more just messing around. You know, everyone knows. Oh, it's like, hey, how was your weekend? Well, yeah. you know, the summer. And I we don't need any, any of that. House stuff. I was in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, insiders respect insiders, okay? And we know uh, what I've done in my career. I broke the Tom Brady stolen jersey story amongst many things. And that's life as the ATN Media Insider. ATN, ATN, ATN Media Insider. Insider, Insider. Dan, hands, hands, hands. For the truth, go to the suits. So when I see someone else that's thriving in this particular se- sector of sports media, I just respect it. And that's why we're going to bring on right now from Philadelphia Eagles training camp, Ian Rappaport, who had what I like to call just this is, again, insider, respect the insider, maximum scoopage. This Kyler Murray story, which is just tremendous, and we're going to get into it and also whatever else is going on with Ian as he travels the Northeast at camps. Ian, what's up, buddy? How are you? Because this isn't real TV, can I just sit back like this or do I need to sit <laughs> No, you're good. Like, you're good. Attention. It's going to be on YouTube, but oh, that's right. fine. The look on Ian's face suggests that's that awesome. the respect may not go back to you, Dan, to, to equal amounts. 
Well, that's that's resting Ian face. You have to remember. <laughs> well, you should have seen my that. face while he was talking. Right. It was not. Uh, it was not resting Ian face. So let's get into it right now, buddy. The the Kyler story is great because you we hear the the big contract and finally five years, two hundred and thirty and a half million, and you're thinking, all right, this story is over. But then we learn via rap sheet that there's a clause in there, an independent study clause. An addendum that basically asks Kyler Murray to work harder, to study harder, to be more focused yeah. on the job. Ian, like we we like learning how the sausage is made uh, when it comes to sports media. How did this come about, and how did it all play out uh, for you here? All right, so you know, I, I know a lot of people are kind of wondering, like, and I was on the Dan Patrick show earlier, and they said, well, who benefits? from this being out. And I'm like, news doesn't really work like that. Like, I mean, I guess maybe it does sometimes, but not as much as people think. This was sort of really as simple as, I knew there was a baseball clause in Kyler Murray's contract. So as soon Mm. as he signs it, it gets put into the NFLPA database and the NFL database. So if you have the right sources, and honestly, it's not that hard, you can get it. So you say, hey, Kyler's signed contract, let me get a copy of it. And you could take a look at it, and I wanted to see the baseball clause because there is one, is guaranteed money voids if he plays organized baseball for any team. Okay, so Mm. that's what I was looking for. Mm. And then I saw this other thing, and I'm like, I had to call, and I actually called Agent Eric Burkhardt who did the deal uh, with Kyler, or sort of for Kyler Murray, to make sure this was right. An independent study clause, which essentially guarantees that he studies four hours a week by himself, at home or whatever, studying the tablet, which, you know, teams can track to make sure that he's doing his homework. And if he doesn't, his guaranteed money voids. And it is true. It is real. He agreed to it. It was important to owner Michael Bidwell that if they made the commitment to him monetarily, he also on paper makes the commitment to them. Um, it's just I've never seen it before. I just haven't. Was was he pissed, the agent? Because I, I immediately thought when this got out there, that uh, if I'm Kyler Murray, I'm upset. If if I'm the agent, I agreed to the terms, and maybe you you figure it's gonna get out somehow. But if I'm the the team, I'm upset too because I, I don't know if you thought this when you put the story out, but I feel like this story is going to yeah. follow Kyler Murray for a long time. It's not going to be one of those two- or three-day stories. It's yeah. going to be something people bring up, let's say, if the Cardinals don't have a playoff win in two years. Like, it's still going to be a topic. I, I agree with you. Uh, this is, you know, every time he struggles, every time he misreads the coverage, and it's going to happen to everyone, it's going to be a thing. And I I don't think anybody looks good in this, honestly. It's right, not that's what I Kyler. mean. Were they, was he, were they upset? Age. Were they upset at you? No, because it's going to come out. I mean, okay. and that's what, you know, there's stories I find out all the time where, like, people will be like, oh, like, you know, do you have to say this? And a lot of times the answer is the same. If it's not me, it's going to be someone else. You put something in a contract, one of the most high-profile contracts in the NFL, it's coming out. Yeah. You're, you're going to find out. So it's either me or it's someone else. Um, so I don't think they were, I don't know, at least they didn't say they were angry at me. It was more like, look, the team went to a place that they weren't previously planning to go to money-wise. So Kyler got the money he wanted. He got the average. He got the guarantee. He got all of that. The team had to get there. So as part of the give and take, the player and the agent had to agree to stuff. They really didn't want in there either. But one thing that Burkhardt was saying was that Kyler studies this much anyway, so really who cares? And if that is true, then yes, who cares? But it just looks bad. 
But if that's true, because, you know, Kyler last year had a quote on record saying, I'm not one of those guys that's going to sit there and kill myself watching film. And yeah. we heard there were, yeah. there were whispers about this. <laughs> probably the, shouldn't have said that. No, it probably shouldn't have. But the, cl- <laughs> the, the contract also has a specific clause about video games, which we've heard that that's been an issue with Kyler Murray as well. Cliff Kingsbury says this isn't an issue for him. He had nothing to do with this being in the contract. And you mentioned that the owner did. How would the owner know that this is an issue? I mean, he's in the building to some degree, but it must have bubbled up from coaching, from someone inside the organization saying, this is a problem with Kyler Murray. He's not doing the work, whether he says the agent says he is or not. How did it all percolate into such a distinct issue into the contract over the past couple of years? Yeah, I mean, you know, most important position, uh, the owner is involved um, I think it makes sense that if there were questions that the owner would know. And, you know, I, I think the other thing is it, this is not my money and it's not really Cardinals money. It's the owner's money. So if he's going to give this much money, he wants something for himself to say, these are some sort of safeguards. Does it make sense to me? Like, I don't know, but it's not my money. Right. So he basically in his mind is safeguarding his money by making sure that Kyler is doing the studying he wants. You mentioned the video games. You know, I was on TA with Mike Yam a couple days ago, and I mentioned the video game part of it where he has to be paying attention to <laughs> playing video games. And he goes, well, you know, Kyler's a gamer. And I'm like, well, yes, but that just means he's good at it. <laughs> like, it still means he's just playing video games like the rest of us. He's right, but how can awesome they, that's, why, that's why it's an embarrassing clause, because how can they track this anyways? They're saying that he has to do the four hours, which, by the way, is like, a pretty low bar here. Uh, four hours over the course of a week is we watch what, four hours yeah, of film like a week. Right? I would love to know like, like Tom Brady's reaction to this. <laughs> right, like, it's a low yeah. bar. But my point is, the, the, the I mean, reason why I've it's... been at two places the last two days, and this contract has come up from multiple people, coaches, GMs, right. players. Like, like one of the uh, Eagles coaches here was like, Jalen might do that in a day. Right, but it's like, embarrassing, sort of but it's also but you I'm not sure he was. You like can't track it. That's why it's stupid because it's making the Cardinals look like kind of a Mickey Mouse operation. Uh, because even even by putting this in there, it's it's embarrassing him. But you also couldn't follow up on it. He could absolutely be doing something else while he has the iPad on and tracking it. Yeah, it's what like, is that? They, they're not but, like they're not they don't have someone at his house with a camera. They, they tra- I thought they do track. They they can they track, can track that, but yeah. They were saying that he can't be doing yeah, can it you while track? watching I mean, TV and while gaming. So he could easily just like have two things on yeah. at once. Well, it's just, well, that's right, why, and, and right, it, it's all bad. That's, all but bad. that's why it all feels so petty, <laughs> right? For, that's that's what I mean. For that's that, what I, mean. I mean, and it does feel like if you're from the outside, it feels like the Cardinals. They're like telling us, they're telling everyone, we're a little conflicted about this contract. Like we, we're pretty sure like he's the guy, and we know he can be special, but we also have some doubts. So we're gonna throw this language in the deal, and even though we can't really enforce what we're saying, we want to enforce. It was important to us that it was in the writing so we could potentially come back and use that if this whole thing goes to hell. It's just sloppy, and it does it gets back to this, well, this Cardinals situation, Ian, that sometimes you wonder how the ship is being run over there. So let me just counter that, and I'm not sort of arguing with you, but let me offer a counterpoint. That's okay. It's okay. If they aren't 100% on board with paying them all that money and they wanted to create themselves some outs – that is okay. Because reality is, if Kyle, I, I don't know, maybe he's going to end up studying more than he would. Maybe it is necessary. Maybe it is something that benefits them. And they say, the only way we're going to get our money's worth is if this guy starts studying like a lot of the other quarterbacks. That is okay. 
it does it look bad? Yes, it looks ridiculous. But maybe this plays out. And if they are unsure but sort of needed to pay him because that's where we are in this world and he wanted a contract, like, you know, there is a compromise and this was a way they could do it and feel okay with it. I know it looks ridiculous, but I also think that's okay. Has anyone come to you since this story broke and said, by the way, this has been in another quarterback's contract. Is this the first time this has ever happened, to your knowledge? Yes, first time it has ever happened. I've thought, I, I haven't looked at every contract. I've thought about it. I, I, I cannot remember it in any other contract. And can you imagine if things do go sideways and the relationship crumbles between the team and the quarterback and they actually tried to recoup the salary and try to use this? <laughs> That's what I mean. I mean they can't it do it. They can't bomb. do it because yeah. he can, just, he can <laughs> yeah. just leave that game pass rolling, you know. He'll, he'll put up and the if, old condensed version the of, uh, of 49ers Seahawks with, and he's, he's loving it. Right. With these contracts, like, they tell you <laughs> so joking. much about what was happening behind the scenes. So, obviously, yeah. Ian, it feels like this has been something they've been concerned about for a long time. And now <laughs> that it's literally in the contract, it's all laid bare for the rest of us. But it's very unusual it's that that was not a private conversation. It was something they felt compelled to make a legal part of a document. Well, that's the crazy thing to me is, like, if you put in a contract, that thing's getting out. That is right. that mm. is public. Good, that's I mean, a good that's, point. They, they thought Jay about Cut- that. And they weighed the options. Right? And they're like, we want that in the contract. It's J- crazy. Jay Cutler is somewhere right now being like, oh, I-, I lucked out. Like, glad this wasn't around when I was playing. Oh, man. that's uh, Well, what about let's, – <laughs> What? Let's, Why Cutler got to catch a straight I don't know. I just sat to come up with someone, and Why? he was the first one. What about Jamarcus Russell? Okay, yeah, he, got, there was, he had that's the famous there, like, yeah, that was uh, the CD, fa- CD-ROM with nothing on it. <laughs> that was the, that was a great story. <laughs> Ian, you're at Eagles camp today. You were at Jets camp yesterday. Anything uh, saucy to report from uh, either location? This interview was held up because you were speaking with Howie Roseman. Literally. Yeah. Oh, Ian's running a little late. He's speaking with the GM of the Eagles. Well, he's an Flex. insider. Uh, that is true. Uh, yes, that is true. Uh, um, so let's see. Jets, uh, Hansis, you kind of stole my thunder a little bit. I got to be honest. What? What I do? mentioned my little uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Zach Wilson nugget I saw. Oh, did I? What was it? I, I thought that was already out the there. The listeners my have no idea what you're talking about. Neither do I. Oh no! Did I? Oh, you did. I did. Kansas, explain what happened. Fill us in. Explain yourself. So we texted with Ian, checked in about the Kyler story, and Ian's like, I'm a Jets camp. And uh, we were talking a little bit, Zach Wilson, got to make it happen. And Ian, I'll I'll, I'll tee you up. Ian gave me a nugget about Aaron Rodgers and Zach Wilson that I thought was already out there, and you were just telling me. And then I was on a Jets podcast. Which it wasn't, and Hansis put out there, but... I, I apologize. I was on the Badlands podcast, which is a Jets podcast, and I mentioned that, and you know, I should have checked that. Uh, that's first. insider stealing from insider. I don't know. Oh, I, I think, think Greg might need that. to be the peacemaker now. <laughs> this is look where we're at now. Apologies, Ian. So here's the story. So I was at Jets, and I didn't quite realize how maniacal Zach Wilson is as a worker. I mean, I knew he likes football a lot. Like he's a real football junkie. Like he was at that tight ends camp thingy they did, and traveled around the country this summer to basically throw with his receivers like he loves football and he studies all the time and so there's a story I was told and like I even think maybe even a little like too much like it might be like overkill like he just he works like crazy and so he Aaron Rodgers called him to check on him last season nine o'clock on a Friday and Rodgers is like what are you doing like are you at the facility he's like yeah he's like are you in the tape room right now he's like yeah he's like dude go home 
And that That's was sort of instructive because, like, you need to have some, like, mental peace as a player. But right. also he does work incredibly hard. I mean, do mm. the Jets need to put in his contract maybe – can you reduce the film watching to some degree <laughs> to be a more balanced individual? <laughs> that – that literally is why I heard this story, because that was the joke uh, that was being made, literally. Does, right, because it didn't help too much. Right, time. in my appearance on the Badlands podcast, the fact that I cited you directly, at least I didn't put it out there as my reporting. Does that help at all? No. Yeah. I, I, like the idea of, I like the idea of Aaron Rodgers and Zach Wilson as close buddies. I feel like they have some strange relationship things going on this offseason. Like they could get into yes, a, a lot of trouble. Before what we do let you, mean, you go, Greg? I'm just, you know, both of them had different stories about their off field uh, paramours. I'm not familiar. Separate what, uh, adventures. <laughs> what do you mean? Quickly, before we let you go, you, you reported on Julio Jones. He's making $6 million base salary. Yeah, I'm just curious, is that guaranteed? I, I just saw that salary. I actually thought it was surprisingly high, and it made me wonder like eh, is he a lock to make the team because if he doesn't have a great camp and he's due to make six million dollars they might just kind of be like sorry Julio um, you know it's not going to work out I, I don't know is the answer okay. I will find out because it's in a contract so I'll find out my assumption is oh he'll find out if it's a in bo- the contract big, oh yeah there's a big <laughs> bulk of that in signing bonus I would assume okay. so my guess is it's a lot of it's guaranteed a lot of times what happens is the there's per-game roster bonuses, basically like how much you get paid based on if you're healthy per game, included in the base salary, so there might be some of that in there. But it, it was a little more than I expected. I, I, would, I would say that is definitely the case for me as well. All right. Ian, thank you for your time. By the way, you're wearing the NFL Network polo. They don't even send us them. That's that's an issue, but I'm not going to dwell on that. Well, here's the thing. I want to say something. You are part of the team. You're someone that has some sway in the company, obviously, Mm -hmm. as as the insider. And don't wear the polo when you're from your personal setup in your home. Like when you're on TA or whatever, and it's you, Garofolo, and Pelissero, and you're all wearing the matching polos in your basements. It's just kind of a weird look. I'd push back on that. That's just a suggestion. I graciously agreed to come on to your podcast and give you some knowledge and also have some witty banter. And you right. make fun of my mm. polo in the house. He's just giving you some oh, advice. How great it's it is a, when can't... Dave Shot calls me and is like, you don't have to wear a tie. It's amazing. Do you wear pants from the home set? No one, no one would know. Mm. What's the, what's? I mean, I mean, I'm sure you're wearing something down there, but is it is it a full pants situ- situation? Am I? I, no, currently, I'm sure. I, but I think uh, we can home. get through an entire conversation without Mark asking about a man's lower half being exposed, but we couldn't do it. Well, well here came we are. naturally. Um, I wear shorts or jeans. Um, so whenever I like go to an event and have to wear the suit pants, I'm always like, this is weird. Sure. <laughs> of course, I don't have a belt with my suit pants, so it does feel a little bit like sweatpants. Humble brag. All right, Ian, I'm sorry about the Roger scoopage there. We're going to work that out privately. Thank you for joining us. Have a nice time at Eagles camp. I will. Always happy to go on with you guys. Thank you very much for asking. Hands don't ever text me again. <laughs> oh, no, not another. All right, there we're, he goes. We're down to just Mark. Down to Mark Sessler. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, buddy. All right, there he goes. Rap sheet. Yeah. Does this feel, I don't know. Does this feel doomed, this, this whole marriage? Or ultimately... Like Kyler and the Cardinals. Oh, I thought you meant us and Rap Sheet. Uh, no, I feel okay <laughs> with the, the status of that relationship. I, doesn't this feel like the begin? Like we'll look back at this in five years and be like, from the very beginning, we knew it was over. I just feel the whole like the whole concept that five Save years that. from now, <laughs> Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Keim are all going to be there as their contract suggests. It does feel shaky to me. This feels like an immature, sort of strange 
football team and organization in general right now. Well, right. The the part I, I, the Kyler contract thing is silly. The 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 deal itself made sense. The contracts that bothered me this offseason were re-signing Steve Keim and Cliff Kingsbury for five years on top of the year they already had. So they have a six-year contract. They're not bidding against anyone. That they made as big a commitment in in an organization that felt like a little dysfunctional for no reason. And my guess would be Kyler outlast those two guys, but we'll see. Interesting. All right. We Do are- I not get any credibility as an insider for, for unearthing um, the fact that, you know, people have watched Ian Rappaport on television for yes. years, and I've uh, discerned and th- through my questioning what he wears on the lower half of his body. You're thinking he's wearing suit pants, it's shorts, that's or, or some, jeans. That's a media insider thing. It's kind of Mark's beat, though, men's bodies. Men's nudity. It's men's bodies, clothes. Well, not yeah. nudity. Generally. He's actually wearing he's wearing garments that are shorts or jeans. Well, you, yeah, I would have to call it. Yeah, it was a good point. Do I get a large soundbite with the dolphin squealing and all this yeah, we'll other business? You, you actually suggested we're doing a uh, NFL Total Access hit that's going to air Wednesday and Thursday. People should should check out Total Access. You suggested for one of the hits we should do it on your upper body, which I like. What were going to be some of your takes for that hit? Well, I don't know. I think Total Access um, for those that have watched <laughs> Are we still it, on the air. The vibe of that would that would be a good segment for that. That really okay. fits what Total Access like, is trying why, to achieve. That came out of nowhere, though. The upper body, I liked it. It was a good joke. Lot to explore. All right, we have so much to get to, guys. We got to keep moving here. We're gonna take a break. Then we're gonna get everyone caught up with the news. The NFL is flying right now. We are back at it. So let's get caught up after the break. That's a good point you made, Mark. Yeah, that's a great point, Mark. That's a <laughs> there good you go, point, Mark. Mark. Feel validated, seen. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> 
Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my dance, bro. <laughs> All right, welcome back. Let's hit the news. I got a question for you guys. Who would win in a fight, a grizzly bear or a silverback gorilla? Mm. So I'm pretty sure a grizzly bear is actually way bigger, and it has daggers for hands. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the grizzly bear, too. So anyone that said silverback, can you leave, please? 49ers all-pro tight end George Kittle, an outspoken man. One of those dudes. One of those guys. You know those guys. You know, affable nice sometimes you got to go along with the stuff a little bit but everything he means well and he's a a nice guy so (laughs) that's damning with faint praise i think he's like a wwe character and you got to try out different bits and some fly some don't the bear thing i'm not being i'm not criticizing i'm just saying i don't really want to have that conversation but he since he's such a nice guy i'll indulge him and we'll be like oh well the gorilla it's got he's tugging you along a little incredible strength and it's a very smart it's a primate i i'm i'm banking on the grill but i don't really need to talk former friend of the show i mean a friend of the show has been on with us during super bowl week let's not disenfranchise our our status with another nfl player love him as a player love the personality i'm just saying sometimes you gotta go along with the guy now i understand what you're saying yeah there's an energy especially i feel like you would what as if, if you he, have to go along with me. No, I'm saying oh. if, if someone like like set you up like that, you would not want to have. Well, that it's laborious. It's like I know this is going to take an extra two or three right. minutes. And he you know, felt to... the bit dying halfway through and didn't like have the confidence to kind of see it all the way. It was tough. <sighs> Justin Graver did not have the confidence to see it all the way through with Julio Jones last year. You know, Titans fans, they they really believed that he would be the guy that would be that big one two punch. Didn't work out. Jones became a free agent this offseason, sat on the, you know, waiting line, as it were, waiting for a gig, and now he's got one, and it's a good one because Julio Jones, the future Hall of Famer, signs a one-year contract with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, So we shall see what Julio Jones at this stage of his career has left. He's dealt with a lot of nagging injuries now, Mark, for several years um, but he's playing with Tom Brady, and that's never a bad thing. If he went anywhere else, I would almost not even bat an eye. I think the Bucks thing, just because it is Brady, something about tells me you're going to get this sort of season from who He's missed 14 games over the last two years. Let's say he stays healthy. I kind of love the signing. I, I do question, though, knowing what we know about his durability, um, what happened with him last year, who has a better season, Russell Gage or Julio Jones for the Bucks? Oh, Russell Gage. I think so too. We'll follow the money. I mean, look, look who got the big early free agent contract that they're putting to, and then Julio Jones who gets six million, which, as I mentioned, the rapture was more than I expected. Uh, I think he's going to have to have a totally solid month here. Like if he's missing half of training camp because he has hamstring issues, which has bothered him and kept him out of practice mostly for three or four years. I don't know if he even goes into the season, but it's worth a shot. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Chris Godwin, questionable to start the season. Um, Mike Evans is a rock, obviously, but Gronk is out the door. Um, so they need somebody to step up, I think. And he, and he, he could be 
uh, that guy. It's just, yes, I think you got to temper expectations. I think Gage is the easy answer for me as well because yeah. even if he does get through this training camp in the preseason, uh, not that he'll probably play in the preseason even if he was healthy, but you got to set his over-under of games played at this point, like eight and a half or something. It's just that's the nature of the beast with Julio Jones at this stage. But his, his I last like the two game, His last two games he played, he went five for 58 in a touchdown and six for 62 in a game where they couldn't get much going offensively. Like, he could be fine. This tells me, though, that Tom Brady – and there, there's been reports about this, so I'm, I'm not just speaking out of school, that like he wasn't totally in love with Tyler Johnson and Jalen Darden and Cyril Grayson and Perriman and Scotty Miller. Like He he hasn't really seen those guys step up. Well, I feel like wanted, we knew that during the playoffs last year. Right, too. He, mm-hmm. wanted, he wanted Julio. There is, there is an, a, an outcome here where this turns into a great veteran signing, that he's a nice role player for them. Uh, I would like to see that. Um, if only to like. No, actually, I feel bad for Falcons fans. Falcons fans are hating this one. Just like to see him on the rival Bucks, to no, see him with Tom, to Tom Brady, yeah. at Julio Jones, who would have gone down in history as one of the best ten catches I would say in Super Bowl history, leading the Falcons to a victory on that sideline grab over Stefan Gilmore that should have set up the game-winning points for Atlanta midway through the fourth quarter until Ryan took that sack to took him out of, like that he would have gotten down that would have been his moment forever and now it's just sort of like a footnote because of Tom Brady. And no player in the See, history of the NFL. Why has bring more... that up? No. Because he, I follow people on Twitter no, that was their you first just, reaction. You just said you like stopped yourself because you didn't want to like rag on Falcons fans, and then you immediately drive it to 28-3. Well, that is the Greg experience. The duality of man. <laughs> the of, duality of, of Greg. Me as a man. We've had, we've had the fish tank, right? We had, what else did we have? The raven's nest. The raven's nest. I want to take us in 2022 to the bear cave. Not a lot of people are going to the bear cave. Usually we like to go places where people don't go. Nobody's going to the bear cave right now. So we, this year, will occasionally walk gingerly into the darkness of George the barricade. George Kittle's not going there. I mean, he's a nice guy. He seems nice. But I just don't need to have the conversation. Correct. Uh, in the bear cave, some good news. Roquan Smith is not – it's not so contentious that he's not even in the building. He's in the building, but it's your classic hold-in. Bears coach Matt Eberflus. Did you know that? Did you know that Matt Eberflus is the head coach of the Bears? Now? Yeah. Sure. Did you remember I, that? I did, yeah. That's why we're in why the Why would that cave. surprise you? Well, some people might not be following the Bears very closely in this I mean, moment that's, in time. That's sort of – Bird's eye view following the Bears, just knowing the coach's name. Right. But. I'm just listening. There are people out there that are listening that were like, oh. Yeah. Now, if, if, Some now, if you didn't know that their <laughs> offensive coordinator, and remember, Eberflus is a defensive guy, so this offensive coordinator has a lot of responsibility with Justin Fields. If you didn't know he, it was Luke Getze. I mean, this f- is former, why we're in the Bear Cave. Former Packers uh, assistant. Then uh, that is more understandable. Eberflus, you got to know. There's information just flying around the Bear Cave right now. Anyway, Roquan Smith has been put on the pup list. But he is still looking for the contract. He's set to make nearly $10 million in the fifth and final year of his rookie deal. But maybe you could take that as a sign of good news. How about Robert Quinn, the veteran pass rusher coming off a big year with Chicago? There's been questions about whether he is part of the team's future. Um, he had not reported to camp, but now he has. He reported to training camp. He had skipped mandatory minicamp in June, and there had been some thoughts that the veteran could be moved because Chicago is not contending. Well, he does not expect to be traded, he said uh, today, Wednesday. We'll see if that plays out true. 18 and a, Did you know this in the Bear Cave? 18 and a half sacks last year for Robert Quinn. I did. In, in the three previous seasons, he had an equal 18 and a half, so he had a standout year. And I mean, if you're Matt Eberflus, 
This is a you, very informational cave. It is. You lost Khalil Mack, obviously. Akeem Hicks out the door. I mean, if you're Matt Eberflus, I get that the Bears are rebuilding, Eberflus? and there must be some organizational buy-in that it's going to take a couple years. But on offense, it feels sort of super gloomy. But he's a defensive coach, and he's coming there to put his stamp on it. He's got a new scheme. You need Robert Quinn. You need Roquan Smith. So there has to be some buy-in in the building. We are getting Roquan Smith a new deal, and it better happen sooner right, than later. Right, the whole like he wasn't going to show up didn't last too long. It, it's a classic Holden. Classic. You know, I'm not going to say I... It only, that, only existed for three years or so, so it's not, you know, that's we're already in classic territory. Now, but. I think it would it's like one of those terms, Holden, that would have gained popularity popularity eventually anyways. Like IR Boomerang. Um, right. But I, I got to say, among the national NFL media, I really kick-started Holden. Started wow. saying it three years ago. Started repeating it over and over. Now it's everywhere. There is, you know, I'm not saying well, just I... Cut, don't dance around and come out and say it. Say it's you. It was me. Well, we could do a deeper linguistic study on that, but that's that's fine. Uh, let's leave the Bear Cave, but it won't be the last time. We're going to we're gonna visit the Bear Cave periodically. Everyone else stays away from the cave right now. They're not even going to the forest. We will duck in occasionally. But let's head somewhere else in the NFC North. Little Packers news. Uh, Packers president and CEO Mark Murphy is happy to hand out extensions for general manager Brian Gutekunst and head coach Matt LeFleur. Uh these two have not gotten over the hump to Lombardi glory together, but what else can he ask for? The Packers are year in and year out a true Super Bowl contender. Uh, LaFleur, statistically, numbers-wise, has been one of the most successful head coaches ever uh, in three seasons, three NFC North titles, 39-10 and 10 record. Packers are in good hands, especially with Aaron Rodgers there, so they make sure to get these guys pen to paper with a new extension for years to come. I'm not sure. What, what is the uh, – how many years was they didn't, it? They didn't say. All right. Well, it's I don't know what the whole – Multiple years. What, what is the whole thing with, like, let's not reveal all the details of uh, coaching and GM contracts. Like, no one was sure, as we talked about with Jane last episode, whether Jane. Mike McCarthy had an extra year on his contract. Or not. This should just be public. Make it public. Sometimes I, I think yeah, I don't it's know because how they get away with that. if it goes south, the owner is stuck paying Coach X like four more years, and they probably don't yeah, have the, the number thing attached to players. That. Like, well, why? that's true. Yeah. It's fine. Just, just let us know. I mean, this it's is a no-brainer. Not my idea. Their, like, I, I'm, I, would, roster, I also would want the information. Greg, their, their roster looks amazing. I, I think their defensive roster. Goody has really focused on defense quite a bit as a GM, and I think he's done a nice job with it. I think this is a year it, it should pay off. Matt Lafleur has come a long way since we were in. Uh, your garage and your dad, Keith Hansis, called him a little boy with a beard. He called him a bearded boy, right? I thought it was a little boy with Dang, a beard. He's like a, a boy with a beard. Yeah, maybe it was just boy with a beard, but yeah. <laughs> he was not wrong back then, but now he's not I'm, a boy. I'm still – Packers are still in old Zeuser tugboat timeout um, after their playoff performance. <laughs> I mean, they're in tugboat timeout still, and they're going to be probably till next January, but I will not – you'd be stupid to not – respect what they built organization. What are you going to do when you know we're talking Packers uh, every week? I won't be over the moon. I, okay. Because they're in tugboat timeout. But timeout normally would be you, you just ignore them. You don't even like. Let's shoot them into the sun. Yeah, I can't do that because I'm hosting the You're podcast. professional. Yeah. But I'm not going to be over the moon. And that's going to have to, I have to think about that with power rankings too. I need to be, understand what happened in January. It should not be forgotten the size of the egg that was laid by the Packers and what that means organization. How is that different than every other January? I've been saying this for as long as we've been getting together. Every January, an egg is laid. 
Well, I'm just saying that clockwork. One, in, in particular, that was a pretty grisly egg. It was a horrible egg. That was for the team. But the Niners team yeah. allowed the Cowboys to do that. They they pushed the Cowboys into the same spot previously. That was a lot. A lot of it had to do with the Niners operating. I just as remember a funky Greg operation. saying it was too cold for the Packers, and that's why they lost. And I was just remembering <laughs> that's one of the strangest <laughs> comments anyone's ever made. I don't made. remember that. I think I was. I think I was saying that, yeah, the, the weather hurts their passing attack. The, that happens the point uh, is, every year. It's an egg where, oh, there's a little chickadee inside, and then you open it, and no, actually the chickadee is uh, bleeding and dead. Yeah, <laughs> gross. They've had, <laughs> they've had like many. like a bloody egg. To your point, since we've been here, Mark, since 2010, they've, they won the Super Bowl the first year we were here. There have been many eggs since, but that was the first one where it was like, man, these guys are tight. These guys are afraid of the moment. These guys are better. That the, it's Jimmy Garoppolo on it. Listen, I'm gonna let it, I'm gonna move on, but they're in tugboat time. It was out. a bad egg. In other news, Michael Thomas is practicing. That is big news for the New Orleans Saints, uh, who are hoping their wide receiver can return to. Uh, listen, he was on a Canton path when that ankle before that ankle gave out in Week One of the 2020 season. So getting him off the pup list, getting him on the practice field this early in training camp, it's just a great sign, Greg. It's the biggest on-field development, I think, of the first couple of days of training camp. He he was emotional, especially for Michael Thomas. I mean, he he's a guy who's, like, always fired up, but you could see what the day meant to him when he spoke to the media. He gave, uh, I believe, Jeff Duncan a little grief, which I enjoyed, too, about some because he's been really reporting about the uh, divide between Michael Thomas and, and the organization over the last couple of years. It's huge. You know, we they have such a huge gap between like what their best outcome is and their worst outcome. And Michael Thomas, to me, is sort of the embodiment of that. You could get a top 10 receiver out of Michael Thomas. Suddenly Landry's your three and Alave's your two and you're 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 on fire or you might not get anything out of Michael Thomas. And, and that could be the type of season the Saints have. I think they could be anywhere from like 12 to six wins. I think that's fair. I mean, you're in a division where, you know, you're going to play the Falcons twice. They seem like a dead operation this season. The Panthers are iffy. I mean, that can inflate your win total. They're not scared of the Bucs. It's, it's not just their offense. It's their defense, too. I mean, I think Alave is someone who's gotten Calvin Ridley comparisons. Um, our friend Lance Zierlein compared him to Terry, Terry McLaurin. So a good route runner can come in and help them right away. I think he's a chance to be a big contributor. I think for me, it's like you don't have the Sean Payton factor. Michael Thomas or not, like, what does that mean for Jameis Winston? What does it mean for the entire – I think he gave them an extra two wins a year. So the Saints, to me, are a real X-factor type team right now. All right. We talked about hold-ins. Here's some real hold-outs. Jesse Bates, the safety of the Bengals. Uh, unsigned franchise uh, tag, and he has not reported to training camp. There have been some – Rumors about a potential trade there as well, but also Cincinnati's right in the Super Bowl window. You would think they will do everything to try to keep him on the field or get him on the field. Uh, and then also Orlando Brown, very important piece of what the Chiefs are doing. The left tackle uh, has not reported to training camp in Kansas City, and Mike Garofolo reported earlier this week that he will not report for some time. So that is another uh, situation to track. If you're not going to show up, for day one, you might as well skip that whole first two and a half weeks where it's technically training camp because it doesn't seem like that much fun. You either have to live right. in the dorms. Especially if you can get the money wiped away, the fines, which you can usually show happens. Up, it's like August 15th, 17th is around the window 
where they they break from from quote training camp. It might even be earlier, August 11th. I mean, you can show up a solid three or four weeks. You know, skip this part. I'm with you. And, and Andy Reid kind of stuck it to Orlando Brown, saying, "We know Whoa. that Joe Tooney can do this in a heartbeat if they need to move him to left tackle at some point." So oh, they they hello. don't. They, I think their stance is: you look at you turned down what Mike Garofolo reported hello. was a 91 million deal dollar deal over five years. I don't know why he did because I think it's a great organization to be at. You can you can be the left tackle for Patrick Mahomes, and now you're sitting there in I mean, a holdout situation. He will be. He'll be back. I know, he but he just knows what his worth is. He just because you think he's worth ninety-one million. I'm just saying it's a he great. He believes he's worth a hundred. It, it's a great situation for a left tackle in the NFL, if you're good, and he is good. Well, I can't deny that. Who wouldn't want to play with future Hall of Famer Patrick Mahomes in front of one of the great fan bases in football? Well, apparently Orlando Brown at the at the current time. Let the man go through his business process, Mark. Uh, speaking of the Bengals, Joe Not Burrow. An adversary to, I want I him to succeed. I don't know what succeed. you have against him, but I just felt like I had to say something there. I feel like you're cooking that up out of thin air. That's fine. Yeah, Mark's very much the like, these guys all make too much money. No, it's a I kid's don't. game. I don't think, I look it's at a kid's <laughs> game. I'd player. be out there for $20. Baseball players make too much money. Joe Burrow also not involved with uh, Cincinnati Bengals practice right now. He's going to miss a little bit of time. He's having his appendix removed. You know, this is another, to me, a positive sign uh, for Cincinnati because the old Bengals, the appendix, this would have happened in week six and he'd be Mm. missing like seven games or three games or something. Uh, But now that things are better in Cincinnati, knock on wood, uh, it happens in mid-July. Everything's fine. Get, was, get it taken care of. That was a professional take from someone Thank who's you. done this a long time. Because I was, th- I looked at this story and was like, well, what could we possibly say about this? <laughs> I wrote non-issue. <laughs> you came up with one. Uh, I'm gonna have the one I'm gonna come up with is, I like it in cases like this when someone gets their appendix out and it's like, oh, well, that's that's nothing. At least that's not a real injury. It's like if I had to go get my appendix out and miss the next uh, thing of work, that would that would bother me. That's significant in my life. So I feel for Joe Burrow. Well, I hope only, he's healing well. The only good, good thing, though, is when your appendix needs Minor to be to out. Minor to you. You're in, you're in like total physical infamy when right. you need it out. I looked it up, though, and it said the normal recovery time to nor, to typical right. human activities is two to four weeks. So he's doing something more than just walking around or climbing a ladder or you know, you know, mowing your lawn. He's right. going to be taking massive hits. So I wonder if we see him in the preseason. No, I, I doubt we will. And I don't think we would anyway. And yeah, like it, it really is fortunate because... Obviously, he won't be touched from now until September 11th or whenever the first game is. But uh, it's it's a violent sport. I don't know if anybody's paying attention. A news update. Yeah. So if the, uh, the timing worked out. Uh, unfortunately for Chris Carson, his NFL career has come to an end after just five seasons. The Seahawks running back who suffered a neck injury. Uh, required a surgical fusion, and that you know you hate to hear any type of surgery for a player. Um, but when you hear the neck surgery, it always is touch and go at that point, and you and you hope that the player gets cleared and he can be healthy and safe. But this is the other outcome where the player ends up re- retiring years, half a decade, maybe more than when he typically would be expected to retire. And unfortunately, Chris Carson has to walk away. It's just not safe uh, to play with this type of issue. So. Tough because Greg Chris Carson, when he was healthy, was really a great running back. He for was so fun when he first popped up. I I remember West just loving his running style. How could you not? It was just like so aggressive. Unfortunately, it was the kind of running style where you're like, oh, that guy might get hurt sometime playing that way. This was obviously just bad luck. Uh, but a couple seasons over 1,200 yards rushing. Uh, 
made some big plays in the playoffs, I remember, against the Vikings where he broke a couple tackles, scored a long touchdown. Uh, happy trails. That That's too bad. There's another retirement in Seattle. Just popped up 10 minutes ago. K.J. Wright is signing a one-day uh, ceremonial contract and is officially retiring as a member of the Seahawks. So Geno Smith and Drew Locke and Rashad Penny? As the starting one, they've got Kenneth Walker, Kenneth the Walker, their second round pick. So that's that, okay. that's He'll a play. great that's a great duo. I well, think they Penny, saw what what has Penny done other than that stretch last year to show you that, that he could be counted on. Here. Fair, well, that's the, but that's that a great was question amazing. for the audience. We we want to see what if it's that version going forward. Look out, and DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. I mean, they have some high level players. That's a nice duo if if Penny's healthy. I love Metcalf and Lockett. And they're going to need to run the ball like 640 times a game if Drew Locke or Geno Smith are your quarterback. Sorry, Greg. I know you're running that fan club along with 12 others. I mean, it's all all, um, managed expectations. I was very rosy. Both of you were very rosy just now. What? I was was thinking about that behind the offensive line and like, uh uh-oh. That's rough, but you guys are higher on the backfield and maybe the rookie is a big time. We we were there for a big Rashad Penny game. In person, Dan, against the Rams. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that, right. for five games, he was like Derrick Henry busting open like 70-yard runs every what fourth quarter. What about the multiple years before that? Well, yeah, there was four of those, three of those. We'll consider the entire, <laughs> entire sample size. <laughs> uh, all right, and what else do we have here? KJ Wright, by the way. I once wrote a, a whole feature on uh, – NFL.com about the KJ Wright Wagner duo. They were sort of after they got to the Super Bowl. That was the core of their team. He was a hell of a linebacker, uh, whose whose career kind of fell off a cliff quickly, but was great when he was great. And finally, this always messes with my head. We have a name change, especially when it's a prominent player. Darius Leonard has made it be known the All Pro Colts linebacker that he now wants to go by the name that many of his family and friends call him. It's his middle name. Darius Leonard, going forward, is now Shaquille Leonard. Shaq Leonard, I like, but I don't know if he goes by Shaq. I think it's Shaquille, really. Shaquille Leonard, from this point forward, respect it or else. (laughs) You wanted to throw this one in there. In fairness, the first thing he said about it was like, Oh, no hard feelings. You can call me Darius. I know it's hard Don't to get do used that. to. Do not do He's that. He's like, I know it's hard to get used do to, but I've been that. going by Shaquille with with everyone I love forever. I feel more comfortable. I like it. I think there is a a marked difference. Mark disagreed. He likes Darius Leonard as a name better. To me, it's Shaquille Leonard sounds like a Hall of Famer. Does that Darius true, Leonard was what? solid. <laughs> I, I, I you wanted, you're not going to honor the, the Shaquille switch? No, I want him to do what he wants to do. It's just Good. that I got to know him a certain way. And then suddenly uh, he changes his name and he goes to the middle the middle name, which is interesting. I I guess we could all make that choice at some point. We should do an episode. To, what an episode are the middle names? I am. My middle name is my father's name, so Keith Hansis, which would be confusing to the listeners who've listened for a long time. Also confusing <laughs> if any of your family members <laughs> right. listen, because you kind of sound like Keith. Hansis. Does he have like a Keith Hansis at Gmail dot com? I'm hosting the podcast now. <laughs> I, that would be, be great. We need an off-season episode where you speak in that voice the entire episode. We what is like, your middle name, Greg? It's like, hey, I can't do a Keith Hansis, I don't think. Uh, I my like middle name is that. Michael. My middle name is Michael. Yon. Michael Rosenthal. Mine's Edward after my father, who is also named Edward. Ed Sessler. Or Ed, but I don't go. I don't call myself Mark Ed Sessler. No. It's like, it's like, yeah, Greg, it's. Yeah, you know, Penny was great at the end of the last year, but look at the rest of his career. <laughs> Barely <laughs> healthy at career? all. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> well, you tried. 
Um, me and my dad should switch roles for a summer where he hosts the podcast for the summer and then I just work outside uh, in the uh, yard for the entire summer, like seven hours a day. That's you go to like a Billy Joel concert with your mom? Go to I mean, a, you're kind of taking Go to a Chicago concert, you know, mow the lawn twice a week, just be, <laughs> just be working constantly outside to the point where I can't even figure out what my dad's doing at this point, but he's really a, he's an outdoor warrior. He's mowing the lawn twice a week? That he, feels he very... Uh, he likes it. High octane. I feel like you're on that path, though. You're very much a you like doing the yard stuff and the outdoor, like being a real homeowner. I do. I enjoy. I enjoy. Enjoy it. Uh, (laughs) I enjoy being a homeowner. You were telling us that you you know your neighbors that you're feeding um, one of your neighbors uh, or two frogs. It's a zoo, basically over there. I'm I'm feeding two giant dogs, um, a stray cat that they feed, and two frogs. What is who's taking the dogs out? Are you doing that too? I love dogs. That's not a problem. I get it, but yeah. it's a lot of work. The cat is a little touch and go because cats, you know, you know, cats. It's like, come on. What What is the come frog? Back to me a little bit. What's the diet for the frog? Is it cats is it are easy to take crickets, care of if you're crickets, a neighbor crickets. though. Dogs are like people get paid for that. I would. I, I'm not saying I would ask for payment, right. but I would expect a nice thank you gift. All right, that is what's happening in the news. What do you guys think? I'm an animal. No comment. All right, let's take a break and then uh, a quick game with Gravedigger and then we're out. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted That's my, my game. game. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, welcome back. Uh, let's do something fun here. Gravedigger, how are you doing, buddy? Pretty well. Thanks for asking. What? Wait, what? Pretty sorry. well. What do you use? Wait a second. Okay. How you doing, Gravedigger? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Oh, there's the Gravedigger cam again. Our, yeah. our viewers on YouTube uh, can enjoy a, a great look of uh, Graver, Christy, Randy. I can't believe Sean Kelly hasn't leaned in. Sean, who loves yet. publicity. There yeah, he is. There John, he is. John is really what into self-publicity. What is taking so long for Kelly to get in the shot? We should mention you know, that we are on YouTube um, if, you, if you prefer that. I believe we have mentioned that. I'm just saying yeah. it. The I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah, you've often not... been down on the pro on the YouTube. Well, here's concept, why. So. Well, if we were Greg's like the internet is not the future. No, if we were if we're live on YouTube, then it's like a whole thing. I don't like because we're we're the biggest NFL only podcast out there. You know, you don't want to puff your chest out too much, but just in terms of audience, okay, not fantasy. It's a big numbers, big numbers. But on YouTube, there's not big numbers, so that just annoys me. And it's like uh, either we well, should do it all the way. Well, this is the type of promotion that will help, yeah, I would I'm imagine. saying either yeah, we do it or not. <laughs> I think it's great if you want to see the visual. Real P.T. Barnum there. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to see what the show looks like and see behind the glass and meet the whole crew, I see Randy Chavez, Chavez Ravine back there. I see he didn't even bother looking up because he's like, I'm busy. I'm a pro. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Gravedigger, you pulled up some quotes that have popped up over the last 24 hours or so. Do you just want to play, the, set them up, tee them up and play them, and then we'll react to them? Is that what we're doing here? Yeah, I think that All works. Right. Or maybe yeah, Some of cool. them are kind of funny. Some of them maybe like, do you buy what they're saying? But okay. um, let's start here. This is Bill Belichick asked if it will be a problem that they haven't named an offensive coordinator. The Patriots, yeah. I'm a head coach. Ultimately, I'm responsible for everything, so just leave it at that. That's what it is. You know, we're not really big on titles and all that. So I think everybody, you know, it's important that we all work together and, and create a good final product. And so that's what we're going to try to do. So we've always done it. Final product. Steven, I, it's it's such a pull string doll answer that I respect it. The well, final product. Do you want to know what's going on here? Matt Patricia is going to be the OC, but if they, they don't want to put it out there like if, that. If yeah. they put the title on him, he doesn't get paid by the Lions. That, mm. It just—I think—they're just key allowing him to well, get double dip. Well, he was calling to, to the plays dip. at practice, uh, according to reporters on Wednesday. Matt Patricia, but this is not new. Uh, it is a way to avoid paying people their full value uh, potentially. But when Josh McDaniels took over for Charlie Weiss, he was not named offensive coordinator. When Brian Flores. Uh, took over, I believe it was for Dean Pease. It took him a solid two years of him actually being the coordinator to get the title. Uh, so they've they've but done this in the past. For what, and when he says we're not really into titles, it he should say I'm not into titles. Right. I bet they would yeah, be the fine other, with the, the titles. People are. <laughs> and Come also, on. let's not bury the lead. The bigger question is not like that they don't have the official labels. It's that Matt Patricia and Joe Judge have vital roles on this coaching staff. It is another great test of Belichick's reach and ability to lead a team, um, you know, which is pure. It would be one thing if Judge yeah. is the special teams coach and Patricia's helping as a defensive assistant. It's different that they're in charge of Mac that's Jones's I mean. future. That's I think that's, I mean. that is like, they just assume that that's going to work out. But that often does not. Does that mean that at the end of the day, though, it's actually Bill Belichick that's directly responsible for the development? And if that's well, the that's case, true. like Belichick is in his early 70s now, very late 60s. That is, he's just, I mean, the guy is, he's different. I guess that's all I'll say about it. I respect it. I begrudgingly respect Belichick's greatness. He I turned have to say. 70 in April. All right. What else do you have? 
All right, Jerry Jones opened training camp with a press conference, and before anyone could even ask him a question, he decided to say this. Uh, probably the uh, one that I have the most sensitivity about, and that is Mike and him uh, coaching. Mike. And uh, I, I want to be real clear. He wouldn't be sitting here today if I didn't think he was the man to lead this team to a Super Bowl. He would not be, and I have choices. That's my favorite part of that. I have choices. Yeah, there was there's a lot of pushback. Even Jane pushed back a little bit as the person covering the Cowboys for NFL Network. Like, you know, this narrative about Mike McCarthy and, and Sean Payton and let's let this play out. Sure, that's fine. You tell me you love Mike McCarthy, you believe in him. But it doesn't change the fact that that is a very real plot line entering the season. Right, and that most coaches would not be sitting next to the owner while they're speaking about them just like this as the opening press conference of the season kicks off. That says a lot. Yeah, but her point was that Peyton would not be comfortable in a Cowboys environment where he doesn't have Mm. autonomy and power. I'm not sure that couldn't change a little bit if they wanted to finally make that work. I do love that I've got options, though, because, of course, every NFL choices. owner has uh, choices. <laughs> but Jerry was saying, I'm, I'm Jerry effing Jones. Right. Yeah. I've got more choices than those other guys. Any, anything can happen in the Jerry zone, that, and that's what's playing out every time he speaks. You get relegated to such a beta sitting there next to Jerry Jones as the head coach where you're just sort of like hands folded, not right. able to say anything. Right. That's part of the price you pay. What else? All right. This is Colts GM Chris Ballard. Uh-oh. What's your favorite type of frog? <laughs> on uh, why they haven't signed a notable wide receiver yet. Easy for me to go sign a name for y'all. It would be gr- Y'all would write these beautiful stories. And then when that guy didn't play well, the flip would be incredible. Like, it would be incredible. Y'all won't get called on it. I will. Y'all won't get called on it, though. So have some patience. Let us work through it. Mm. So you're not signing a wide receiver to avoid eventual critique. <laughs> I, I like that because he is right about that. There were there were points last season, just to use the Colts as an example, where the local media had said the season was over or so at 2-4. and four. And then there was points last season when the local media was thinking this team might make the Super Bowl. And then you, everyone knows what happened. But the, the media ends up really not taking any grief for being uh, so far off. I think it was interesting, though, that Matt Ryan didn't want Julio Jones on his team. And that is absolutely how I'm reading the situation, knowing a little bit of behind-the-scenes stuff yeah, between they, they Matt Ryan not, and Julio. They were not best of friends. I think if Matt there. Ryan was like, man, I would do anything to have Julio Jones, I think they would have found room for him. Probably. Probably. Or he'd want Julio Jones of four years ago. Uh, do you think we're going to do our hot butt rankings of head coaches on the hot seat um, probably next month? I wonder, you know, Jim Mercer is a very passionate owner. He's very emotional. We saw how he took the collapse in, against the Jaguars in week 18 last year, almost personally on a biblical level. Um, I wonder if Reich and Ballard are feeling a little heat this season, you know? Well, so we had Zach Kiefer on when you were on they, the East Coast. Wait, what, what? Our friend, Zach Kiefer. You you did a show? We did a show without you. What? And it was very informative. And we asked him that. And he said that we're definitely, you know, it's real because they ha- the heat should be there. But I think the thing is, if you're Ursa, you have to say, oh, what better coach are you going to get? What better GM? Because I think Ballard's a very good one. And then on top of it, they had to navigate the retirement of Andrew Luck, which I think was super thorny, and they've gone. It's been difficult since, but you can't just. Fl- they are floating Have they around. Navigated it. 
I think like they've well? done they've done fairly well. I think I mean, part of the critique is what they they've won the, ten. The that was for that was they won ten with luck. They won ten with luck. I kind of forgot that Reich luck season Ages where ago. luck was really great. And then seven wins, eleven wins. Nine wins. I think it's unfair, but I absolutely think if they didn't make the playoffs, they'd be on the hot seat, and Reich would hmm. probably lose his job, even if it was. I unfair. don't know. I think if you give up, if you give up Frank Reich, he has another job in four seconds. Agreed. But that doesn't that doesn't yeah. mean you, you wouldn't make the move if you didn't think he was the guy, though. Just because somebody else would value. If him, they right? didn't make the playoffs this year, I, I think they would make changes. To do a couple more. Let's All do right. more. Let's skip down a couple then. <laughs> Here's Matt Rule. On Look at the Graver cam. Now you got Sean Kelly's like, now he's looking directly at the camera like a psychopath. Sean, do you have any work to do? <laughs> um, Go ahead. Here's Matt Rule on uh, naming a starting quarterback for the Panthers. Oh, boy. To me, my job is not to pick the starting quarterback. The players will do that with the way that they play. What? My job is to make sure that we have really good players in the room, which we now, you know, which we do in that what? room, and make sure that they have opportunities. And so uh, – you know, it'll it'll be a fun ride when we know we know. I like Matt Rule. He's a, do you like, he's a Jersey guy. He's cool. But what the hell is he talking about? He's pretty loose just the way he talks. Of I, course I, he he picks. Of course he's going to pick who the quarterback is. I identify with that. I definitely sometimes just say things, and it's like, well, I didn't really mean it in that way. Yes, and you I, do. And I think that's what he just did. I think he – I mean, I, he's saying that they'll <laughs> right? decide with their own play. Like I get it, but it's it's a hundred percent his job. It's one of the most important parts of his job right now. I don't think he's is he technically saying I have nothing to do with the process. If they were if they both played equally well, Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield, I would have no, no input. I don't think that what he's that's what he's implying. They'll go out on the field week one holding hands against the Browns. Can't be worse than last year. Anything else? One more. One, one more, and then one quick fun one. Okay. So one more real one. Uh, Kyle Shanahan on Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo moving on and trying to trade Jimmy G. I like this seg. Um, but we have uh, moved on to Trey. We're starting camp out this way. Um, we think Jimmy would have been traded if the surgery didn't happen. Uh, and it did. He needed to do it. So there's no ill will there at all. Um, but you also can't just give um, one of the better quarterbacks in the league, just make him available for no reason to the whole world. So, um, And the good thing is you can have those conversations with Jimmy, and he understands that too. This is Kyle Shanahan crying uncle to the media. And he's like, please, just stop asking me about Jimmy Garoppolo in the 2022 season. He's not involved. I can't be any more clear. Please just stop asking me about it. I mean, that's a pretty big change, though, that it's just like we're rolling with Trey. And I think the only reason they what's didn't, the change? I'm sorry, what, they never said that before. They were they well, what's were trying the actual to, change. Other than now he's coming out and saying it's right. the acknowledging yeah. of it. It's just it's just actually say you're right. We all I knew think that. he would have said that in March or February if they weren't trying to hold on to some mythical leverage when it came to Jimmy G. And then Kyle Shanahan's funny because he was like, hey, look, there's no ill will uh, about him getting the surgery. And it's just one of those comments where it's like, you should just say less because it would have never occurred to me that there would have been ill will. And now I absolutely think they were frustrated by the timing of Jimmy G's surgery, which was early March after they had already put it out there that he was available. And I was like, oh, they probably weren't thrilled about that, even though it was it made sense for Jimmy G. Well, legitimately kind of blew up their plans because now they're stuck <laughs> trading a quarterback that maybe nobody wants. And I think they're, they're going to hold on to him, it sounds like. They're not going to cut him. I like the clarity. That part I don't uh, uh, believe. He did say that later, like, we're not going to cut Jimmy G. They are lying. If for some reason they couldn't get any uh, – trade offer for him, they are not going to keep him for $24 million. You, can, you have I, to get rid of him before lying. August 30th because his 
$24 million base salary becomes guaranteed if they're, they don't buy They're lying that. about that. They, they're not well, to get the them. Debo deal done, which they sound confident that they can, like you, this is a huge part of that. Another holding. All right, that was the real story. Now what's by the By the way, one, one thing, you've got to watch fake John quote. Lynch's body language during that press conference. Go back. It's one of the most uncomfortable. It looked, hmm. I don't know what's going on there. What but are I you reading into I, it? He, had, he does the thing where he like, scratches his hair. Where do you tell, tell his hair is not itchy? He does the thing where he like, <laughs> does, this, does this with his nose. and like He looks like he's still fidgeting and sort of annoyed at what Kyle, Han- Kyle Shannon is saying a little bit too much here and there. Right. And Lynch does not seem mm. to like that. It's been dramatic. And I just wonder mm. if those two are really always on the same page. Okay. It's been obviously a stressful situation for the pair. Finally. But- Finally, Aaron Rodgers was asked if it was good having Alan Lazard back after missing all offseason, and this is his response. I mean, it's always tough going from Hall of Famer to Hall of Famer. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's good. You know, the Conair entrance uh, for Aaron Rodgers, and then, uh, I don't know. He he obviously was annoying with the, with the vaccine stuff and some of the comments he makes, but I, like you said, Greg, we'll miss him when he's gone. Right, and I don't even. I'm He's not even. I'm not even the big fan of the Conair thing. Like to me, it's it sort of seems corny and tried too hard. But I will miss it all because it's a it's a show. Like he had this line ready, and some people are like, "Ooh, burn!" It's like, calm down. He's having some fun with his friend Devonte Adams. Uh, it's he's just making a joke. Uh, let let's let. Pe- he's been more enjoyable jokes. this off season than or in recent days than in, in the last couple of years. But I also think when he stops playing, he won't be gone. He's not going to vanish like Andrew Luck into well, he, the ether. He tried to become the Jeopardy host, which is right. like the I most popular there's, game there's show in America. So he wants – he is not somebody who's – he's not pulling out Andrew Luck. No. Put it that way. He's not growing the bushy beard and disappearing for five years. All right, good stuff. Good job. I like that. It was a good seg. That's good producer work by Gravedigger. Thanks. So let's – Got mi- you on camera? That's you know. That's his idea, yeah. Yeah, his execution of it was flawless, and he, he put in the work and, uh, you know, made the show better. So we appreciate you. It's unclear what Sean Kelly is doing, though, professionally <laughs> behind that behind, back. He's supporting. He's supporting him. Yeah, see, two thumbs up. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right, before we go, there is one more news item that everyone needs to know about. And it's, it's a figure that has a special – place um, in the hearts of this show. We've been tracking him since his college prospect days. Um, And this gentleman just signed a uh, contract with the San Francisco 49ers. Maybe that's why John Lynch was scratching his head. He's thinking about this situation. He's got all the tools, um, still just 27 years old. He's hoping to finally break through in the NFL. And, um, Let's end today's show by singing literally the praises of a man that we're all rooting for. Hmm. Kim DJ, Kim DJ, Kim DJ, why you fall out that window? You fell down the draft board and right out of their minds. First hit was the cards, then the dolphins. Then Seattle Seahawks, now the <laughs> Niners. Kim DJ, Kim DJ, Kim DJ, more than a broken glass pile. Kim DJ, Kim DJ, Kim DJ, time to convince
absolutely worth delaying the show for 25 minutes. <laughs> absolutely. Not unlike Aaron Rodgers, you may have another chapter after this show wraps. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit Visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 